future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. For some football talk. This is from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. We'll tackle the personal and unheard stories of the players, coaches, and fans, and we'll score with the stories and headlines from this week in college and pro football. Now, here's Derek Kennard. Welcome back from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. Hey, hey, man, we've been away for a couple of weeks, and you've been hearing some reruns. I know you guys don't like those reruns, especially at the beginning and the start of the the NFL season. And, oh, man, we had one heck of a week of NFL football and collegiate football this week. And, wow, what an exciting weekend with the Cowboys beating up on the uh, 49ers. It wasn't totally a beat up. It was just uh, a old-fashioned, old-time, uh, uh, a long, drawn-out overtime win by the Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Now we, <laughs> the Cowboys pulled it out with Romo coming back from a broken rib and. I believe the man gained some credibility uh, with his teammates as well as his fans by uh, strapping it up and getting his getting his butt right back out there on that field. I know he took uh, he took that uh, uh, took it to another level by doing so because I I tell you I was starting to wonder if this guy ever if he has some cojones to get the, to get the job done because he's uh, he's been a uh, he's been a train wreck uh, just flat out he's been a train wreck to, uh, at the end of all games he's been in uh, most of the games he's been in he's been a train wreck in close games that have uh, resulted in him fumbling the ball or stumbling or doing something silly and uh, uh, just really uh, being a train wreck at, at the end of a, se- uh, a game that is uh, critical and on the line. We don't like seeing that. We want to get this thing rolling and, and uh, man, show up when it's time to show up, big fella. I mean, man up. And uh, that's what uh, that's what it's all about. When you become a all star player, do you want to see you show up and play big when it's time for you to show up, big guy? And and that's what you did this week, uh, Romo. I'm proud of you this week, big fellow. You want to continue to be consistent at doing that. But can you do it this week? 
get out of your bed and get in there and get knocked around with a broken rib. Now, I've had one before, and what what, what entails with a broken rib is breathing, the simple thing about breathing becomes a challenge just to breathe. So this man has a has his rib on um, whichever side is on is uh, your ribs are what protect your your uh, your lungs and uh, when a rib uh, continue to press against your lungs of course it punctures it. So then you got a then you got a real major problem then. So hopefully he don't get pow drived into the ground and get dog powed and 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 then he really will be hurt because that's how it, how I got my ribs uh, cracked. I landed sideways and a dog powed land landed on me and cracked my ribs and boy that sure hurt it. But nobody knew it because I sucked it up and went back out there and got it done. That's how it goes in the land of the NFL, baby. Not for long. All right, we want to keep it moving now around here because y'all have missed me the past couple of weeks. These reruns just don't work, huh? Y'all got to have the real deal, especially when it's during the NFL season and collegiate season. All right, we had also another hot topic last night was the seeing the uh, Michael Vick return to Atlanta and for him to have all those people that showed up with their number seven jerseys on just in support of him uh, in there in hot Atlanta. And, uh, you know, Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan has showed up to, to really put on one heck of a show with Gonzalez and that fine running back they have. Oh, boy. Escuchen it, compadre. I had to sneeze. Okay. Now, that was in one heck of a game, and it was, it was just a shootout, just a flat-out shootout. And then you have Vic that goes out injured, and I tell you, that uh, that backup kid that came in to back him up, didn't he didn't help things at all, and we had an issue with him getting, getting the offense back in play. Now, it brings to question the question of Cobb. Should they have kept Cobb? Were well, they going to be able to keep both of them happy? No, I don't think so. But, you know, having a quality type backup like Cobb would have sure helped to get to seal the win for for the uh, uh, Philadelphia Eagles to seal this win and it put them on the path of a winning a winning first half of the season. But, hey. Can't cry over spilled milk, baby. It's time to move on because, hey, the Atlanta Falcons pulled it out at the end, and I was somewhat disappointed because I thought the Eagles had a chance. And with uh, Asante, Asante, Asante having such a great game, and along with the other cornerbacks, Kramati, man, they were sure trying to shut them down out there because that Jones is starting to be a – man, they said in trading cap he was the truth. I didn't believe it. I got my baby brown eyes on him now. That big fella is a, he is one nice wide receiver that runs some really good routes and he is a He's a handful to tackle. I know them DBs that was sizing him up and looking at him crazy because he's, he's hard to take down. He's, he's giving stiff arms like he a running back. 
big fella, 6'3", six, 6'4", six, about 235 pounds, and man, this kid, this kid can run. What a talent of a, a talented young man he is. I'm so glad that Atlanta has him. And Gonzalez, he just keep right on going. Now, how old is that man now? What is he, uh, late 30s, early 40s? Good Lord, he was in the league when I was in the league. Come on now, baby. That fella just keeps right on going. All right, now I'm going to move on to my Oakland Raiders. I don't know how in the heck did they find a way to lose this game. Now, with the with the Raiders coming out and uh at the end of this game and just flat out not cover this receiver. Now on previous uh plays we had situations where uh they weren't even lined up properly uh when I say they weren't lined up properly I'm talking about the Raiders. The Raiders had no one lined up on the receivers at all. It was a problem. It was an issue. We was trying to find out what the heck is going on all the players looking towards the sidelines to find out what is going on what's the play so obviously there's a problem with communications from the sidelines from upstairs they have a relay team that does this stuff so it comes down from the defensive coordinator from upstairs he radios down to uh the, the coaching staff downstairs and then there's a uh a, a guy on the sideline that's doing the signal calling towards the players so they get the call so it's a three man relay and we have no communications when it's time for the play to be called that is a major malfunction with the raiders they got to get that remedy right away now those are things you work out during the preseason and also during the time that you have together on your OTAs. And this obviously was not worked out with this new coaching staff that showed up here with the Raiders. They need to get this thing done because this was a close game. They had an opportunity to shut this team down. They can't even get lined up properly to get this thing done so we can get a man-on-man coverage and nobody was lined up properly because they were still looking towards the sidelines for the play to be called. Can we get the play called? Can we get the play in? Can we get guys lined up? Now, see, those are things that I just, I just, it bothers me because I know how much time is spent with the players and the coaches and meetings and film. And then they have walkthroughs. They have practice. They have individual drills. They have team drills. Oh, they have group drills. Oh, and then they walk through it again at the airport. They walk through it again at the hotel. They do it again and again so repetitiously. Everybody should have it. But now the play's got to be called because there is a possibly a different formation and now somebody's got a hornet's nest in his head and can't figure out what the heck uh, defense we're going to call against this offense. So now it's a chess match being played from quarter, uh, from the uh, offensive coordinator to the defensive coordinator. Now he's asking him uh, to do something about this frontier because you haven't seen this before. You better put something up to cover this or we're going to score. And that's exactly what they did. They turned around and scored on the Raiders and the Raiders got, got spanked right there in, um, in, uh, 
I believe that was in Buffalo. That was just a travesty of a game that they played. I can't believe that they did this uh, this way. All right, <clears throat> moving on. We have the uh, uh, the Falcons also had a cornerback Robinson hit again uh, uh, by Robinson and 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 uh, well Robinson Robinson hit uh, uh, the receiver and again. This is the same uh, guy that hit a, hit a guy hit a guy from the uh, from the Eagles uh, last year and got fined. Now is he going to be suspended or is he going to be fined another hefty fine? He led with the crown of his helmet and uh, and uh, and intentions to hurt a a receiver. So this is maybe warrant a suspension because it, you cannot lead in the NFL any longer with the crown of your helmet to. To her to have intent to hurt somebody. So this Robinson kid is going to have to have to pay the piper. And you know, Goodall has not been kind to guys leading with the crown of their helmets. All right, let's see. I I got to cover this Bears. Uh, the Bears losing against my Saints, and my Saints came through and pulled it through. And um, when I say my Saints, you know I played with a few years with the Saints as well. And boy, I sure love that the the, the taste of Orleans. But the Bears. Their offense is is uh, offensive line is just beat down. We got another offensive lineman down again. Karami uh, uh, Ke- uh, is down and he is uh, has dislocated his kneecap and, and this is right leg. And I tell you, man, what what a travesty here. We have a major issue with the Bears offensive line and I'm not a big Bears fan. I got a I got I work with a bunch of Bear uh, Bear uh fans and I just uh uh just can't stand it. But you know what? I look at the I look at the guys they have on this team. They got a really decent squad defensively speaking on that uh D line and then linebackers and I like that running back they have and and you know <clears throat> Hey man, they they put together that quarterback and a couple of good receivers. They stand a chance, but offensively they cannot block the sun out of their eyes. They, as far as the offensive line is concerned, they got to get it done offensively on the line in order for them to move into that uh, uh, that NFC North to get the to get uh, that playoff berth again like they did last year. That is what they need to get done. And and boy, I don't know where they're going to find another big guy to coming in with some sweet feet to to keep these guys uh, off that quarterback and keep him on his feet and upright because, boy, he's getting hammered, and he's not going to make it through the season if he's continue to get hammered like this. Uh, wow, I think they had seven sacks, and, uh, what, he was uh, he was uh, knocked to the ground, what, 24, 26 times? Man, this guy's going to get he's going to get hurt if they don't keep him on his feet. Well, hey, it's about that time to take a, take a tic-tac and bring it right back right after these messages. Messages and we'll be back right back, baby. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Tired of the same mundane talk radio show, boring opinions, and people not knowing or telling the truth? 
Tune into The Sports Life with Josh and Otis. This show is brought to you by two men who know the good, the bad, and the ugly of professional sports. Josh and Otis's experience and careers in the NFL give them access to the inside information and a reason to have a candid opinion. Tune into the Voice America Sports Channel Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific. The Sports Life with Josh and Otis. It's more than sports talk. It's a way of life. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. Hey, I want to go through some of these uh, NF- NFC or or uh, these NFC scores, and well, let's just just take it around the horn here and and, and give some scores that uh, that happened around the NFL. We of course talked about the the Philly Atlanta game with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles uh, thirty thirty four and Atlanta thirty five. That was a, a a barn burner there and. Boy, uh, Atlanta pulled it through. It was 31-35. I'm sorry. And then you have Cincinnati that uh, that uh, showed up and uh, man, they pulled. Uh, they they didn't make it against Denver, boy, because Cincinnati is 22, Denver 24, and Houston. Houston tops Miami, uh, 23 to 19. And then, of course, we have the San Diego Chargers that, uh, went down against New England, uh, 21-35. And, of course, Dallas Cowboys, my boys, beat, uh, San Francisco 27-24. And, boy, I tell you what. Mm. The Oakland Raiders against Buffalo, that's just, uh, sure left a big, 
a big stinky, uh, stinky taste in my mouth and, uh, Buffalo pulls it through 38-35, but good congrats to Fitz, uh, Fitzpatrick. He's, uh, he pulled that out. Uh, good, good, good game for that young man. KC continues, uh, their woes, uh, uh with Detroit, uh, so shocking the world here and, uh, beating Kansas City. And then, of course, you got, uh, uh, Baltimore loses against Tennessee 25 to 13. And then you have Cleveland 27 19 over Indy. Indy's gonna have to do something about this situation that they're in right now. They got a problem in Indy and, uh, and I believe it's at that quarterback position and I'm not sure if Collins the answer. Alright, you have, uh, Tampa Bay, uh, uh, tops Minnesota 24-20. And then, of course, you have uh, Chicago, uh, um, Chicago uh, uh, loses against uh, New Orleans. And, man, that was uh, that one hurt them. Okay, and then you have the Jets, of course, uh, uh, beats the Jaguars. And then you also have... Seattle and Pittsburgh is, man, what is that, uh, what is that game gonna be go, uh, oh yeah, okay. Green Bay, oh boy. Seattle and Pittsburgh, uh, you have Pittsburgh beating Seattle, and then of course, Washington 22-21 over Arizona, that was a one point game, well how about that? And okay, Greg, Green Bay, uh, uh, beats uh, Carolina Panthers, and I believe that young man, uh, that rookie once again has, uh, Newton has showed up again and uh, put up some big numbers. And man, what a performance this young man is. He continues to come out and put on these performances. I cannot believe this young man has just, uh, uh just made a wonderful showing of his talents of both running the ball as well as passing. He's doing a wonderful job for his team and, uh, Man, hats off to that young man for his um, his efforts out on the field. I, I just, uh, hats goes off to him. All right, we want to have our callers call in. Please call in at uh, 888-346-9144. Please call in and uh, let me know who's your NFC Player of the Week and your AFC Player of the Week uh, this week. And, man, you got some candidates out there now, especially with Cam Newton in the NFC offensively. And then, you know, you got some other guys out there that, uh, that has put out, uh, put some performances out there as well. So uh, there is a number of guys that are worthy of being the NFC and AFC Players of the Week, both offensively and defensively. Please call in and let me know. What's your take on this? All right. Uh, I also like to know from our callers of who is our most inspirational player of the week. Is it Tony Romo coming out there with his uh, uh, broken rib and finishing that game for the win? Or is it Erlacher showing up? Back during uh, this week uh, for practice and to the game to during the time that uh, uh, he the loss of his mother and uh, he came back out to to Chicago and practice and played and uh, uh, man what a what an inspiration to his team that uh, he knew that uh, his mom would probably want him to go out there and play and that's exactly what he did. 
And uh, I, uh, my hats off to you, Erlacher, and um, our, my, our condolences uh, here from uh, VoiceAmerica.com, from under, under the helm of Derek Kennard here. And uh, man, is uh, you only get one of them, big fella. You get one mother, and that's it, man. That's a uh, that's a one shot, you call it, and uh, that's it, man. So you got to say goodbye to your mom, and I'm pretty sure your know, services is probably today or tomorrow, and he's uh, back back trying to handle his business with his family. Uh, Immediately after that game. All right. With that, all that said and done, and uh, and uh, um, uh, a, a quick moment of silence for Erlacher's mom, and uh, very briefly, please. Thank you for that moment of silence, man, because you only get one of those, man, and all hats off to uh, Erlacher and his family and, and support of him, and and uh, good. Uh, I was glad to see him get out there on that field because that's probably his uh, place where he can uh, he can kind of let off a little emotion as well. So good for you, big guy. Uh, say you can say your goodbyes to your mom. All right, back to the grind. You know we have uh, uh, we have a number of things going on. In in, uh, collegiate football. Uh, I wanted to say one thing about the uh, Ohio State Buckeyes. You know, um, uh, they have to find their identity, and I know they're looking for it. Uh, I hope they find it. But uh, uh, right now, they, they, you know, they've lost again, and I uh, would like to see them go back to their winning ways. They've, they've lost a number of players. They got a bunch of players on suspension that won't will not be back for another couple of more weeks, and then uh, of course the season and be just about halfway over because they suspended themselves for five games for... Uh, the, 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 uh, taking the tattoos for, for the gear that they gave away, uh, and the rings and gear that they've given this guy that owns the tattoo parlor. And, uh, it's unfortunate that, uh, our, our collegiate ball players have to resort to such things just to, uh, have a few, have a few coins in their pockets. But that's my, that's my take on it. <laughs> I want them to be able to get, uh, to go, uh, take your girl, gal on a date and, 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 uh, and so on and so forth without having to rob the piggy bank, big guy. All right, let's move on. Now we have, uh, also we have the, uh, the, uh, uh, the USC Trojans beat uh, Syracuse, and you know we got Syracuse and Pitt at the same time of uh, uh, during the course of this game. They announced that Pittsburgh is wants to uh, wants to come to the ACC and uh, lead the Big Twelve. And what is going on in collegiate football? I have no idea of what the heck is going on other than they're, they're, people are lining their teams up to be in those super, super leagues that get those major mega contracts, uh, television contracts, uh, such as the, the Pac-12 has done and so as such as the SEC has done. So everybody's lining themselves up for these mega, mega deals so it can help their program to reap in all the benefits of having that big mega contract with the televisions uh, and, and the network. 
works. See, that's uh, that's the key for the, for the programs, and it helps them with their revenue and with the bottom line. And that's what it's all about with these new uh, presidents of these universities. And you know, that's the problem I have with this thing with uh, the 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 uh, NCAA uh, uh, and they, they they're sanctioning these 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 fines and 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 sanctions to these ball clubs. Hey, you know what? Miami. Miami did some things wrong. Yeah, some players took some money and uh yeah, some things have been done wrong. But are they going to give Miami uh the death penalty when that program carries that ha- uh, that football program carries uh carries baseball carries uh possibly the basketball program it carries uh uh tennis it carries the the, the polo team the soccer you know and also you got to remember that uh, the 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 football program also buys some of those nice buildings around the university that those uh, the students are, are 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 having the luxury of uh, utilizing as well so if the money is spread around throughout the university whether it helps with the, the football program or it helps with the academic program the money is spread pretty evenly around uh, and that's a big revenue and gainer for the university so you have you have some things there to consider when you're talking about uh, shutting a program down and giving them the death penalty. That would be a death sentence to the Miami entire program there, uh, to that entire university. And uh, that that is a money-making machine out there at the U, and so is the Ohio State. So hopefully, uh, I, I know they're not going to shut Ohio, Ohio State down, and uh, and I haven't heard rumblings of of them doing it to the U. But you never know what the NCAA might pull out next. So we're going to have to check in on that at a later time and a later date and get back to it. All right, let's take a tic-tac and bring it right back right after these messages and uh, see you in a few seconds. flagship station for sports voice america sports football and so much more is the focus of planet gridiron with damian anderson join the former arizona cardinals running back for a show that mixes well a little bit of everything damian brings to the program life experiences playing football and we'll talk about his variety of successes both on and off the field The goal is to provide you with a fun perspective on life, family, success, and of course, football. Tune in to Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. 
Hard-hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard-hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. I... Uh, you know, I'm just looking up some things here for uh, the Carolina Panthers, and uh, boy, this young man has sure put up some numbers here with the uh, Carolina Pass- Panthers uh, in passing. Uh, wow, what uh, uh, you know? This is, this kid continues to amaze me here with the with the Panthers, and uh, 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 you know he's going to continue to grow and get better and. Uh, Eventually they'll get it back on, get it, get him on the winning track and, and, uh, I'm just, uh, becoming a good fan of his, but you know what? You got, uh, all quarterbacks are measured by their wins and losses and he's got to start putting some W's together and, uh, you know, hopefully eventually that, uh, that'll come to fruition with this young man and, um, just an admiration of, uh, this young man and how he carries himself and, uh, and uh, and go out about his business as a professional. It's uh it's uh, thrilling to see a young man to uh, grow and mature the way he's becoming. So what a what a what a wonderful thing. Now you know hey, what about the Cardinals? We had a situation here with the Cardinals, and uh, you know. Oh boy, you know, they played against the Redskins and of course they lost uh, another close one and um, you know, we the coach Lovely and I spoke about it just moments ago before uh, before this show is how how uh, uh Adub has not been playing up to his ability and uh I'm not sure if he has another injury besides his his uh, bicep, but uh, I'm a big Adub fan and and, uh, you know, just, uh, cut, to be clear cut, if I'm a GM or, or, or a coach, I'm, I'm saying, wow, I'll put my, put my feelings aside. I said, I need a guy back there that can be, begin both cover and, and lay the big boom like I wanted to do. Uh, but, uh, if he can't be a liability back there and not be able to cover. And that's what the offenses has been doing to, to, uh, expose 
A-Dub out there, and that's Adrian Wilson. Adrian Wilson has been exposed, and uh, they continue to expose him by putting him on man-to-man, by, by flooding the fields with receivers. And if they're going to do that to uh, our defense, you're going to have to replace A-Dub with somebody that have the capabilities of covering uh, the deep routes. And right now, he's not getting that done. So we're going to have to make our adjustments as uh, well, uh, as the coach uh, and as a team. We gotta, they have to come together and say, you know what, on uh, third and long situations, and they're putting a fourth and fifth receiver, receiver out there, you, we're going to have to put another guy out there that is, uh, have the capabilities of covering possibly one-on-one or else we're going to continue to be exposed. And uh, that's what's happening with the Cardinals. And I believe they're going to have to make some moves. Uh, you know, I don't know if that bicep is bothering him, but, uh, but this is we're talking about his legs. Let's get your legs moving in, in the right direction and your hips swiveled and Cover, these, cover some of these guys, and that's not happening. And then, you know, you want to flip it back to the other side of the ball, and we're talking about uh, 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 Benny Wells. I want to see Benny Wells put the numbers up, and I know he's come, uh, he's come up short uh, of, of gaining 100 yards, but he's been trying, but he has not. Now, he's going to have to carry the bulk of the load to help this young quarterback get his, uh, get his legs together before he's able to connect on a consistent base with, basis with Fitzgerald and these wonderful tight ends that we have out there. Uh, here with the Cardinals, I would like to see Benny Wells get his legs up under him and start running with his uh, with his weight behind his shoulder pads and start dropping the boom on some of these guys and making some guys miss at the first level as well as the second level and then you can use them and booze them on that third level with them DBs because he's a big guy that got a little bit of lift in them knees. I want to see him succeed and do well. I'm not riding Benny Wells just because I like riding him. I want him to succeed and do extremely well in the NFL. I mean for a long time. But, you know, as I said before, he got hurt getting off the bus here in Arizona, and now he's been hurt uh, uh, pretty much his entire career here. Now this is a make-or-break year. He's got to get it done this year to help this ball club get back to the Super Bowl. I want to see that happen here for the Cardinals. Will that happen here with in this uh, NFC, NFC West with the San Francisco 49ers playing the way they did against the Cowboys? They look awful strong, so they better sh- ship up or ship out because I tell you what, they got a storm brewing up in the Bay Area and it's brewing and uh, it's going to be a, a, a barn burner when they get, do show up here to play the Cardinals here uh, soon because, you know, there's this, that is just uh, uh, something that's just waiting to happen because they don't, those two teams do not like each other. And uh, <laughs> it's going to happen sooner than later. So we got, we'll see. All right. The Cardinals lost this game as a 21-22 game. And, uh, boy, what a what a close game. The Cardinals scored in the first quarter. And, of course, you had, uh, uh, let's see, Hightower. Hightower ran for 98 yards. And, uh, you know, that's, that, that's all fine and dandy. Uh, but we didn't have no, we didn't have nobody that 
that ran the ball as well as Hightower. He was the leading rusher of this game, and that's too bad because I want to see Benny Wells put his numbers up and uh, and and do well against his former uh, his former backup player, which was Hightower. Back Hightower was uh also a, he was he was pretty good at picking up the blitzes and and he helped out with some of the the deficiencies that uh Mr Mr. Benny Wells uh was displaying out there with uh with the Cardinals. So, you know, that's going to happen with a young guy. He has to learn the offense and and get it, but you know what? The babysitting time is over, baby. It's time to get it on like me and Mrs. Jones. You better get it right or make it tight, cause this is time now, big fella. You have been baby long enough, and when everybody wanna see you play like the, like the player we thought you were when they drafted you. Now, you know tonight, we have the New York Giants is, is uh, about to kick off or already have kicked off. The first quarter of the Rams-Giants game has kicked off, and I tell you, I sure want to see um, what's going to come to this game with the Rams and Giants. And, you know, the Giants have had so many problems uh, uh, during their offseason, not to mention the lockout. But, you know, you have the problem with the, the, the running backs or with contract issues. And then you had uh, the, your uh, defensive lineman that had issues with his contract. And then the coaching staff, uh, you know, they, they had problems with the coaching staff. Even the head coach was being questioned about his ability to be a, to lead this team. And then he wound up staying. So it was a lot of controversy going into this season with the Giants. And I, I'm glad to see that some of the things have been worked out and uh I'm hoping they could put uh, most of their uh, their problems aside and focus on the season and uh and try to do something to salvage this season because I you know uh, all that infighting with uh with the with the organization and the uh, the coaching staff and players and you know at at, at some point we all got to play together and come to a common ground and play together as a team and that's what it's all about you want to get to the Super Bowl, you better come together and play uh, play for one common goal, and that's to win and go to the Super Bowl. And I think they have a uh, Eli. Eli has been comparable and uh, capable. I think he's able to lead that team, but uh, he's going to need some help because it's a team sport out there, and everybody's got to show up. And they seem to have all the tools to get it done, but boy, they keep just showing up, sh- coming up short, and uh, at some point, they better start showing up on the board. They're gonna get, they're gonna gut that 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 whole that whole roster and then start all over from scratch. And I'm, I sure hate to see them do that. That's right. They will do that in a heartbeat, and you know it. You know it. They'll do it. That's the way these uh, the the front offices do nowadays. You know. All right, I still got a zero to zero with the Rams and the Giants. I'm keeping my eye on that for our, our listeners, so you understand what's going on. They're still in the first quarter, uh, zero to zero. There's nothing really much popping off for me to to uh, announce to you, other than that the game ha- is on its way, and. Um, with that said, you have 
USC is coming to town to play the ASU and Sutton Double Stadium in prime time Saturday night at 7 p.m. And um, I'm not sure if this is going to be one of those uh, knockout, dragout fights, uh, something like that, Ortiz and Mayweather fight. Uh, somebody going to get sucker punched. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um Ortiz gave a head buck to, uh, to Mr. Mayweather and Mayweather, uh, uh, was supposed to touch up and they did touch up, but as he said, and technically speaking, you're supposed to protect yourself at all times. So, uh, <laughs> Mayweather sucker punched, uh, Ortiz, uh, with a left hook and then came across with a right cross and, uh, knocked, uh, knocked Ortiz out and I've been getting it all day. Was that a cheap shot or was that a, uh, was it legit? You know, the cheap shot I thought was done was when Ortiz head butted blatantly grabbing the ropes and just gonna launch himself into a man with his forehead. Now that's a cheap shot. Now, now, that, that, that thing that, that uh, Mayweather did, it wasn't clean. But it wasn't dirty. It was, boy, that was borderline. That was borderline either way. He did touch up. They did, uh, uh, they did say that you are supposed to protect yourself at all times. Was it little? Was it, did he sneaking? Was it dirty? Ah, man, it's a, that's a tweener. I'm hard, it's hard to say. That's called being on the fence. I guess I'm on the fence and boy, I sure hate being on that. Boy, one leg on one side and one on the other. Well, that could be painful. All right. We want to take a tic tac and bring it right back and we're going to talk a little bit more football before we head out the, on that last segment, baby. Come right back now. Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry. Your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. Hey. I got a, uh, I'm gonna do a quick roundup for you for the collegiate footballs so you guys can get your Monday fix. Oklahoma beat uh, Florida State University at uh, 23 to 13. Oh boy, what a barn burner in that one. And uh, Alabama beat UNT uh, 41-0. Of course, LSU beat Mississippi, Mississippi State. Uh, you know, I, I expected that out of LSU. LSU is, uh, is, uh, has one heck of a ball club. Uh, Boise State just, uh, just killed Toledo 40 to 15. Stanford just stomps all over Arizona. And then Wisconsin just, uh, just runs through Northern Illinois University 49-7. Oklahoma State 59. Tulsa 33. Oh, Texas A&M beats Idaho 37-7. South Carolina uh, just uh, runs through uh, Navy 24-21. Um, that one is closer than I thought it would be. Nebraska 51, Washington 38. And then, of course, you have, uh, let's that, uh, Oregon 56. And, uh, um, uh, MOSU 7, so Arizona State 7, uh, no, that's Arkansas State 7, and Virginia Tech 26. Boy, and you know, here you go, Arkansas 38, Troy 28, and Notre Dame beats MSU uh, 31-13, Florida tops uh, Tennessee 33-23, and of course Miami beats OSU or Ohio State. University and then Maryland 31, West Virginia U 37. And boy, I keep getting flack about that Maryland, uh, uh, uh their, their uniforms. I like their black ones better than the other ones. So hopefully they can keep, <laughs> keep those. I, I like the black ones better. All right. Clemson upsets Auburn. And that one right there was a big shocker for me. And then, of course, uh, you have ASU loses against Illinois, and then Texas just stomps all over UCLA. I'm not sure if the coach is going to be able to hold that position much longer with, uh, with results like that. And then, of course, TCU beat ULM, uh, 38 to 17. Boy, boy, boy. College football is just so exciting, and I just uh, love my Saturdays and watching all this college football and these young guys uh, develop into some uh, world-class athletes and and get after it uh, uh, during draft day. And man, I just love to see the development of these young men that come out and uh, and sh- showcase their talents for their university and show their team spirit. And it's a wonderful thing, and I. Uh, I just don't want to see an NCAA tarnish this wonderful thing that they have with collegiate football, and they're going to have to right some of their wrongs by the way they run things with the NCAA. And, I, and how they do that, I'm not sure, but hey, I got I, just like everybody else, I got an idea just like everybody else has one. But you know, 
this is such a wonderful, wonderful uh, sport, uh, and uh, I hate to see them ruin it for these young men and that are so talented around the country. All right. <clears throat> Going into next week, we have, uh, I mentioned that USC is coming to town playing ASU. I, um, I got a, uh, uh, I had some people that asked me today is, uh, is this going to be a good game for, uh, for our viewers, our listeners out there? Hey, I, I believe it's going to be a really good game. We have two, uh, high power defense that is, is going to be a defensive struggle on both sides of the ball of defense and Offensively, both offenses are having struggling times. Matt Barkley is having a tough time getting the ball out with his young offensive line struggling up front. And then, you know, ASU is just all around. The running game is struggling as well as their passing game. And and their offensive line has been struggling because of injuries. And then our offensive line, when I say our, I'm talking about ASU because, of course, my boy plays for ASU. Not ASU, USC. And he's he's number 42, Devon Kennard. And he's out there. He's trying to make a go of it out there at defensive end. And he's doing one heck of a job, but they have some uh, offensive woes at, uh, at uh, both offensively uh, for the uh, USC as well as uh, ASU, and you know it's, they're going to have to figure it out right out here at prime time. Seven, I believe it's that uh, the kickoff is seven fifteen here at ASU Stadium, Sun Devil Stadium, and uh, they don't have to look for Sparky to beat up anymore. They got the the the, the, the pitchfork to beat up so that's the thing you got to look for nowadays it's nice to pitchfork they got a do they have a mascot as a, as a pitchfork now because i i have no idea who or what's the mascot now of asu since they changed uh sparky is not no no longer on the helmet they have the pitchfork so we'll be looking for the pitchfork this year out there and um Man, I am looking forward to this game. They're going to be prime time on national television, and uh, man, they said uh, uh, these two teams usually put on a, a really good show, and I'm um, looking forward to it. And 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 uh, and uh, hopefully uh, ASU puts up one heck of a fight. But you uh, you know from from Trojan Land, uh, you know they they just usually uh, to come to town and just take over this town when they when they show up because they travel well from that Trojan Land area. So, all right, moving on. We want to uh, say a few snap foods for Mr. Uh, Derek Kennard Jr. over at uh, ProEdgePerformance.com. Uh, uh, check with them to get in, uh, signed up for your your personal training as, uh, as as well as your nutrition. He has some nutritional programs for you as well. And then you have uh, Blueprint Education out here, and uh, uh, we're spread all over the valley here in the, uh, in the Phoenix area. And uh, of course. Sign your kids up for Pop Warner football. If they're not already signed up, get them ready for next year. But uh, right now, the season's on its way, and they're all, they've taken off. So you can get them signed up for next year. ArizonaPopWarner.org. Get your kids signed up for that because uh, we got kids out there just getting it on and lighting up the place with some lovely, lovely football talent as well as their little cheerleaders out there uh, shaking it up for the for the uh, for their home teams. All right. 
Hey, come back next week. We're going to have some uh, highlights and scores for you for next week at, uh, from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. And thank you for joining me from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. Thank you, baby. Thanks for joining us for From Under the Helmet. Derek Kennard will be back next Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel for another look at college and pro football from under the helmet. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.